Hi, this is your host Jojo Binks and you're listening to I Can Talk Underwater podcast where you can learn anything and everything under the sun. Pretty much, you will learn random shit. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope that you've had a good week for couples out there. I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a funny one because most couples don't really celebrate it, but then singles want to celebrate Valentine's Day, but the couples were once single. So it's a bit confusing. (laughs) Anyways, also Taylor Swift is in Melbourne. Oh my God, Melbourne is mad. Swifties fans are everywhere. I really love it though. Um, It makes the city more alive and I'm really excited to see Taylor Swift tomorrow. Thank you so much for the feedback for the last two episodes about egg donation. I know it's quite overwhelming for some, especially if you've gone through fertility issues, but I'm glad that more and more people are becoming aware of this issue. Anyways, today's episode is something that most immigrants experience when they move to a different country. I moved to Australia when I was 16 and... Whilst it's a good thing to move to a first world country from the Philippines, it didn't come with no challenges. When I moved to Australia, my English was limited. It was very difficult for me to communicate with everyone. I entered high school in Tweed Heads where I wasn't given an ESL lessons. So I was putting into deep end and my confidence was very low. In this episode, I spoke to Darren. He moved to Australia from Ireland and he, he, he had a lot of difficulties to settle in Australia. I'm sure there are a lot of immigrants out there that will be able to re- relate to our stories. So hope you enjoyed the episode. Welcome, Darren. To my podcast. Hi. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here tonight. Yeah, I love the accent. <laughs> and so I, I read other parts of your blog. You arrived to Australia twice. The first time you found it very challenging. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I suppose like any other person from Ireland right now is leaving to go on a working holiday visa. And I kind of, to start off, I had had been in Australia before that on holiday. And I I probably romanticized the whole thing to whenever, obviously, then I was a bit older and able to get the working holiday visa. But yeah, so then I came in 2010 on that working holiday visa and I found it pretty tough. It was very different because I'm from a very small city in Ireland and it's actually Belfast, Northern Ireland. And it's, there's only like maybe 350 to 400,000 people here so it's not crowded or it's very different so obviously that experience of going in 2010 was very confronting because obviously i landed in sydney and millions of people right there Um, how old were you then i was 20 what 21 22 i'm so young yeah yeah no and then also i think just because as you can tell like ireland is very northern ireland has been very closed off from other parts of Europe and other parts of the world because of the fighting. So it was pretty much very nearly 100% white. So it was very confronting to go from one place to another. And 
it was just totally different and you different cultures and different foods and we're used to like potatoes and boring bland kind of food <laughs> and then you're getting like thrust into you see all the food everywhere and it was all very different when someone who's even who I've traveled before I didn't come across this when you're on holiday I think you get a different feeling but when you're actually there living it's like completely totally different so yeah culture shock was a big thing to begin with um, wait, what did you expect when you moved to Sydney? You said that you romanticized it. I think just every day you're on the beach and you're just like getting tanned and like you didn't ha- you didn't have to work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I pictured the working holiday to be that. I didn't really expect things. I was really naive, like how much money it would take to survive and rent and living with people that you didn't have to live to with before because... That's not like in Ireland, that's not something people do. People don't share their houses with other people usually. So coming to Australia and having to live in, in well, because I was trying to save money because I didn't have a job. I was living in a sunroom. So it was, it was very strange. So so there was a whole lot of factors that kind of contributed to being shocked. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so then obviously within about three months, I'd run out of near enough all my money after like going around and whatever. Obviously try to get work. And that's when I found it quite hard and difficult to get a job. But luckily I did in the end, probably about three months in. What type of job did you get? It was a lifeguard. <laughs> so it was like an aquatic center. Yeah. So, so you do feel like you're romanticizing Australia. Imagine yeah. going to Ireland and go, what do you do in Australia? I'm a lifeguard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at Bondi yeah. Beach. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's exactly what people think it's like. And then luckily I wasn't at the beach. I was actually in an aquatic center, but it was just that whole vibe. Like you were thinking that it's going to be something and it ends up a bit different to how you you saw it in, in your head and maybe how you've seen it before on holiday. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess like when I was living in the Philippines, I would see TVs like in America, everyone's, yeah, everyone's laying on the beach. And I have this perception of living in a Western world, everything is just grand and much bigger. And I remember I was quite young, I was 16, and I moved to, to Australia. This language barrier was very difficult for me. We learned English in the Philippines, but we didn't really speak it in everyday life. I wasn't really good at it. And moving to Australia, we speak differently here. We speak Australian, not even English. <laughs> so learning that different lingo was very difficult for me. And I felt really isolated because I am quite talkative normally, but I couldn't talk and I couldn't communicate with everyone. I went to school where in the Philippines, teachers are highly respected. So when a teacher says, sit down, you will sit down, you will not talk. And I mm. moved here. Everyone was throwing papers in the classroom. People were talking back to the teachers. And I was like, what is this? So yeah, culture shock, like coming from this very strict country to to so laid back. So when I felt like people are disrespecting authority, what is this? And it was, and having the language barrier, I felt very isolated. It must have been, yeah, like your experiences, like, well, a lot of my friends are ha- had that kind of experience when after living there and getting to know their stories too. It must have been very challenging, especially when you're young and you're wanting to communicate as well. Everyone at school already had their group of friends already. And then trying to break through that friendship group 
and you can't speak English. It was so difficult. And I remember talking to my dad and I was like crying. And then he said, I thought you're going to be happy here. I thought that this is going to be a better life for you. I didn't realize how difficult it is for you. I was also on the Gulf. It was a white society. Me and my sister were the only Asian in the school. With you coming from a Caucasian country, did you find it difficult assimilating with Australians? Yeah, that was probably one of the hardest things. And I think I still struggled with that really until probably recently, like maybe a couple of years ago. Obviously, I've been there in 2010. I was on a working holiday. There's lots of backpackers and things like that. So you were able to meet friends quite quickly. But once you actually get there, when I came back again in 2012 to study, it was very hard to even break into the groups of friends that were already formed. And even after uni, it was pretty much the same. Like in my workplace, I was always the youngest. I struggled to find people that were actually staying in Australia that weren't just passing through. Because obviously I knew I wanted to stay for a number of years or at least as long as I could. And trying to find people that actually would stay was difficult because people move along. In Australia, everybody moves around often or leaves and comes back or whatever. But yeah, it took me a while to break into friend groups and become friends with people who are actually going to stay long term or who were Australian already. And that was probably the hardest thing because... Very much, I wasn't used to the way that they, the the cultural nuances of friend groups. I wasn't too sure that, whereas at home, like people would be like, oh, that person doesn't really know anybody and bite them out with us. But in Australia, that never really happened to me. Like people would know that I didn't know anybody and still wouldn't say, hey, come out, let's go do something. Let's go to the beach together. It was still a bit hard to meet meet people who were thinking that way. Because obviously I thought that way and I was thinking everybody else thought that way. I would just invite someone out if they didn't know anybody. And even if I said, oh, yeah, I don't really know anybody or I'm like still meeting friends that like live in my area and they'd be like, okay, cool. And you're (laughs) like, okay, no, you guys. So it was it was very difficult to begin with. But obviously, once you start establishing uh, friend groups and you have your own friends, I think that really changed. I started meeting people who were maybe from the UK or Ireland and had uh, now I were Australians by naturalization. A lot of those people became my friends because we had stuff in common. Yeah. So other than, say, making friendship groups, what are the things that is different in Ireland to Australia? Because I guess for me being brown and coming from an Asian country, the difference of culture is so striking. But then Irish and Australians... I would have this perception that they're kind of similar. But can you tell us what are the differences are that you struggled with when you moved here? Yeah. The one biggest difference was, I guess, the word, shortening of words to the point where it was like, what's that? What's that to do with? Because we don't do that here, which is weird, I know. But it's just like lingo. Now I'm like saying all the words. But also I think in just in general, it's not the same. It is similar in ways. Like obviously there's the similar sort of courts and things like things that the basic stuff are similar, but the people are very different and they're living a different life. We're stuck indoors most of the time. We're, because obviously raining. Yeah. Um, it's not as if you're out doing sports all the time. So the lifestyle is very different. And I think that was a big draw to change your whole life. A lot of people leave and go there because they want to change their the way they're living. And that's what I was trying to do was trying to live outdoors more, have a backyard and th- things like that. But I just really change your life is really what I wanted to do. Is I was stuck in the same things, like always indoors, 
you know, always doing the same things because here nothing opens after like seven or eight o'clock at night. Like everything kind of shuts down, shops and whatever. Like oh, it's wow. very chill. Whereas there, there's stuff 24 seven. You can go to the shops till nine, 10 o'clock at night. You can go to the GP on the weekend here or at nighttime. You can't do that here. There's so many different things that I could tell you. So now you, you moved to Australia 2010 and 14 years later, I saw on the blog that you have been helping other expats to, I guess, keeping them advice on how to get the visa to Australia. What is the life in Australia? What are the prices of rents in Sydney, etc.? Why did you end up doing that? Yeah, my uh, blog and Instagram are my ways of getting out the stuff that I wish I had known whenever I moved because I didn't have any resources. I couldn't look things up on the internet because 14 years ago, it wasn't as if you were Googling how to get there. You were really specific of, of what you needed and there wasn't really anything out there to help if I wanted to travel, if I wanted to live for cheap, if I wanted to find all these things, there just wasn't that resource. And so I thought, let's start building something that can help others. Even if it is just, I help you one, help someone one time and that was it on their journey. That's enough for me. It doesn't have to be like a huge impact of you have to stay and watch everything I do. But even if someone is, oh yeah, that really helped me because it saved me time or money or whatever. Because as I do talk very openly and honestly on the podcast and the blog and stuff, like it was not easy at times. There was times where I literally had one meal per day because I couldn't even afford to. I was working and studying and paying for international fees. So there was a time where I maybe only had one meal a day and couldn't go out to dinners, couldn't go do this. So there, there was a time like that. And I now feel like because I went through these types of things, now I can help people like say, maybe you should think about this or this to make money or maybe you can do this job or giving people options to help maybe improve their lives or even just getting to Australia in in general. You're right. Because so I've got a half brother that's currently in Australia studying carpentry. And if it wasn't because I've I've been living here most of my life, he wouldn't know how to find a job, for example, and how to network and find his own friends. And he's been here for a year now, and now he's got a group of friends, he's got a good job. But without his support network that's actually already lived in here and give him guidance and how to do things, he would struggle. And you're right, like, Australia is expensive. And I remember when I was at uni, I wasn't paying international fees like you, but it was still very difficult. It got to the point, I was like telling this to my friends that I didn't have any money for food, that I had to like ration my food. Like I had eggs, boil the egg and I have to cut it in half. So one half for breakfast and half for lunch. So that's how poor I was when I was at uni. Mm-hmm. But you have to, I guess for me, I'm like, this is temporary. Once I finish uni, I'm going to get a better job. So with... You know, in 14 years, what changed in your life that made you stay in Australia? Or you could well, easily just yeah. pack everything and go back to Ireland. It's just too hard. I want my friends. I want my family. But you stayed and you mentioned that you are now a citizen. To be honest, I think it was mostly I was kept on saying to myself every year, I'll stay for another year, I'll stay for another year. And then it turned into 14. It just happened that way. I think it was mostly because I stuck out the hardest times and I knew some something deep inside of me gave me this motivation to keep going. I 
always say that things are going to get better. Things are going to change. And I know it's just around the corner. And then my whole life literally changed a couple of years after uni with getting a job that just literally changed my life. And so, yeah, I just, I like the opportunities, the things that were happening just wouldn't have ever happened here. And I knew that it was for me to stay, even no matter how difficult it even got, as you said, you're rationing food. I was, I had one loaf of bread for, a week, for over just over a week, Nutella, and I was living off like cereal. It was at some points it was crazy. And then other times it's been really excess. So it's about going through those times and seeing what happened and reflecting on them. Either keep going. And I don't know what happened. It was just like a motivation inside me that kept me going. And I knew that things were going to get better. And they did. Yeah. When I remember when I was crying in the kitchen to my dad and he said, do you want to go back to the Philippines? In my head, I go, it's either I will stuck it here. It's going to be difficult and learn the language and make a life here. And I know I will have more opportunities in Australia than the Philippines would ever give me. Going back to the Philippines would be easier. And yes, I would feel more safe because I know how it works over there. But, and I told him, Bernard, I will stick with it and I will work hard. For me, it's the language that's, that stopped, stopped me from being happy because I wanted to communicate. So I worked really hard to be able to communicate. Other people are very good with languages and I'm really amazed by them. When I ca they came to Australia for like within three months, they can speak fluent English, but I wasn't that great at it. And until now, the reason of my podcast is for me to learn how to speak better, for me to be able to communicate better. Because until now, I can't help however long that not very good in maths, like from 16 to 38, I still feel a bit insecure with the way I speak. And I know I can continually learn from that. And I feel for those immigrants that came from countries that they didn't learn English in their countries, like. I learned some English in my country, but other countries like China or I think Indonesia, they don't really learn English at school at the younger age. And it's amazing for some, like for you that you speak English as your first language, you still struggled in Australia. Yeah. To be honest, I'm amazed at some of the people that come and they don't know, they don't know a word of English and they learn, have to learn on the spot. And they're really forced. Some of my friends were exactly the same way as what you were just describing. To be honest, you talk amazingly. <laughs> Thank you. And you communicate well, but definitely I can see that it can be a big struggle for people. I My heart is literally there for them and whatever I can do, because a lot of the people that sometimes that contact me aren't just British and Irish people. They're from other countries as well. And they, I've even got people from India messaging about different things and trying to understand their written English has been quite difficult, but... I, and even if I can just give them a link or even if it's to look at something like they can translate or whatever, I feel sorry for those people that are, like, even when they get here and they have to, their whole life has been turned upside down, but they're doing it for a reason. They're changing their whole life to make it better potentially. And it's all about the struggle is, we have to look back and see that the struggle is always going to be worth it because they're going to, there's going to be benefits around the corner, especially moving to Australia with so, so many resources, so many opportunities that have been given. I'm so pumped when I hear of like stories about how people came from literally nothing, no English and everything, and they're doing amazingly, or even they're on their way to be doing amazingly. It's just, it's great to hear. 
those stories as well. Yeah. And do you find that Australia, compared to where you are, gave you more opportunities that you think you w- there's no way you could have had it in Ireland? Oh, a hundred, like a hundred million percent. A hundred yeah. million percent. I would not be where I am today without Australia. That's And that's my message to people. If you are there and you're wanting to stay, you can thrive, even though it's expensive. Like people go, oh, it's expensive. It does this. It's uh, all the negatives. But for me, it completely changed my life. It was, it changed my mindset. It changed my financial life. It changed so many different things in my whole being. It forced me, those times I was telling you who really struggle, it forced me to become, have more grit and more resilience. I think I'm a pretty soft person, probably too soft and too nice and too like people pleaser kind of person. And Australia really hardened me up a little bit, not stone cold, but like, yeah. Definitely made me more resilient to challenges that that people face. But I knew that the risks were going to be lead to a reward. And I, I am so glad for the struggles that happen, even though probably not real. And to some people, it wouldn't be a big thing because you're moving to one, one country to another that's quite privileged. But for me, the struggles were mentally as well. Struggling with homesickness, loneliness, maybe a little bit of mild depression at times, a lot coupled with being away from your family and not having friends. Sometimes I was questioning whether it was all worth it at all. But then something, again, something inside me just said, you hold on for another year, something's coming. And eventually it did. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I love hearing that. I always have this level of respect on people that come through adversity. I Coming from a family that don't have anything and we all, like me and my siblings, are all in a good position now. I have this level of respect to other people that they didn't have, the parents are not rich, but then they got where they are despite of all these struggles. And I think from other, as you said, from in the lens of from other countries, say from the Philippines, they think my life here is so amazing because I live in Australia. They didn't know that I've been eating eggs for the last three years because I didn't have any food while they were eating, like eating out. In Manila. Yeah, but and, and it's amazing for you. You do try to give back to other immigrants and try to help them. And how, other than your blog and podcast, how do you reach out to them? It's usually between the blog, the podcast and Instagram or email, really. I usually get quite a few DMs per week, just as someone who's maybe thinking about moving and they want, want questions about things. Obviously, disclaimer, I am not a a visa specialist. I yeah. have no qualifications. It's just like pointing people in the right direction to where they should go and look for the information because a lot of the times the information is there online. It's just cannot be found. And a lot of the stuff that people are asking tend to be easily found with a quick search of Google and a few looking around a few pages. So I'll just spend a couple of minutes looking for the correct thing and then send it to them and say, have a look at this or you should talk to this person because they have done this before or connect people together that have maybe want someone's story and their story is quite similar like something like that just because they might be able to give them a first hand account rather i'm just a middleman so you're doing this all for free oh yeah yeah like oh my god wow you're a good person to be honest, I just think that if I was in this position and I was going again, I would have wished someone had told me because the amount of mistakes that I made over those 14 years was insane. 
And I wish someone would have stopped me. I wish someone had told me like, you should do this and this and you could have saved money or you could do this and this. And I was like, why did no one tell me? Because you just, no one knows because people get, keep the information and don't tell people. Whereas my philosophy is tell people and just do it via the blog or the podcast or Instagram. Yeah. And this is the type of things that people don't know. There's tips and tricks that you will never be able to find that on Google because there are in people's mind and you need to have someone local yeah. to tell you that. As I said to you, like Australia changed my life and I couldn't have been more thankful. But now it's time to help other people who are in the same situation, who are maybe lonely or hear this episode and think I'm going through all this struggle. So it's just nice to know that you're not alone. And one day you'll get to that point where you look back and you'll see that you're thankful that you stayed or you persevered through that hardship. And as I said all the time, hindsight is twenty twenty vision and you wish that you had done things, but whatever it took to get there is usually what you had to go through to get to that place in your life to be and that changed and made you who you are. So I'm very yeah. thankful to that as well. Yeah, definitely. Australia is my home now and I'm I've got my old, my whole family is here. My friends are here. Australia is home and I'm grateful to be here. Yeah. And for listeners that are going through or thinking to come to Australia or going through the same similar situation that we had in the past, perhaps you can contact Darren to <laughs> give you some <laughs> tips and links on where to go to. And yeah, or sometimes you just have a chat. Someone like so you don't feel yeah. too lonely. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah and you, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything that you do for everyone. And that is and something that you do in your own time or personal time just to help someone because you're just a good person. You are doing such a great thing. And, and thank you for coming to the podcast. And I really appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. And it was lovely to meet you. Thank you so much. It is great to know that there are great people out there. So Darren, he wants to help others because he struggled when he was here for the first time. And yeah, just makes me feel really inadequate as a person and I should help more people. Good on you, Darren. For everyone else, I will put his details in the show notes so you can contact him if you have, if you want to connect or if you know someone that needs help. I'm sure he will be very happy to assist. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to hear from your feedback. Please comment on my Instagram reels and if you haven't done so, please leave five-star ratings. I'll speak to you next week. Love you a long time. Bye.